Hey, I'm Ben. <laughs> uh, I'm Will. And I was Ethan. <laughs> he was. No, no, no. This is the beginning of the episode. I will be Will. I will be Ethan. I shall aspire to be Ben. <laughs> <laughs> and who knows if we're going to make it. But yeah, welcome back to web- episode two of the Webso podcast. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, 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 let's go. <laughs> I was inspired by this podcast called small town murder and they just one guy researches this story and he finds all the facts and whatever and they just he tells his partner about the story and it's just like i want to do that so i looked on reddit I went on Ask Reddit, and I looked in the search bar, and I was like, what are the craziest historical stories that you know of? And somebody had commented, the trial of Pope Formosus. Never heard of him. And I was like, that's exactly what I said. I said, I have never heard of this guy, Pope Formosus. So I started doing some research. sounds like a really weird cleric D&D character. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we started doing some research and this story is pretty nuts not gonna lie I here on my docs have four pages worth of notes on this story so uh, without further ado let's just jump into it so the trial of Pope Formosus um, in 864 not 1864 864 so, so close your eyes. Close Imagine we're going back. And we're going back to the Roman Empire, 864. This guy, our main man. My Pope, main man. My main, my main man. man. Pope Formosus was appointed to be the cardinal bishop of a town called Porto, Italy. There's going to be a lot of P sounds, and I don't have a pop filter anymore. So you guys are just going to have to deal with it. So this guy, Pope Formosus, Formosus, he was sent on missions to France, right, as the bishop, by Pope Adrian in 869. Adrian Michael. And Pope John VIII in 875. So this is 11 years after he's cardinal. Mm -hmm. Then Formosus and John, they get into a heated discussion about Charles II, who was just recently being crowned, right? Pretty hot. The Pope crowns the emperor. So this Pope, uh, John VIII, crowned the emperor of Rome. Yeah. This Charles II guy. Mm -hmm. About Charles II, Mm. you know how some leaders have names that's like Vlad the Impaler or Henry the Tyrant? King Louis the Fourteenth, the Sun King. The All Sun, my sun King. Kings out there. <laughs> Holla. Well, if you don't know anything about Charles II, he was known as Charles the Bald. Oh. So that tells you about how powerful he was. He's... Even though in every single portrait that I've looked up of this guy, Charles II, he has hair in the portrait, so I don't know. Uh, he's just one of them fakers. Yeah. Had those nice wigs. Yeah, exactly. Charles the Bald. So here's a little backstory on that. 
Charles II is the son of guess who? Charles the First? Nope. Louis the First. That's right. Oh. Well, Charles was basically, he was kind of a loser. <laughs> uh, he, so this Louis the First, he had his first wife, right, right? And had a bunch of children with her. Right. And they were all Louis the Second, Louis the Third. Then his second wife, he had Charles the First and Charles the Second. I haven't. I wasn't able to find anything about Charles the First, but there's a lot about Charles the Second. So, basically, well, I, mean, I guess you can't be that much of a loser if you're known more than your brother. Well, true. That's true. I think something must have happened to Charles the First if Charles the Second is getting crowned. Well, well we'll get mind. we'll get there. Uh, no. Basically, Charles the Second was never powerful enough on his own to get any land, conquer any land, right? So his dad, the king, just had to give him land. He's like, all right, you can have some of mine. Here's your allowance for land. Uh, so his dad offered him some land, and he just gave it to him, which, of course, started some civil wars, you know, as, as it does. Right. Typically. You know, his dad it was like, uh, these, people, these people are saying, like, hey, this, this is our land. And the king was all like, well, y- yes, but actually... This- was this your was land. your land, and I'm going to give it to my son, the Charles. Bald. And so, you know, civil war fought for a while, and the civil wars finally ended in 839. So, um, you know, a couple years of, of fighting there. 839, the civil wars ended. Right. Until 840, when <laughs> King Louis I died, and then Louis II became emperor, and the civil wars started back up again, right, in this land that Charles owned. Right. Until this Charles guy agreed to team up with another guy named Louis the German, who was from Germany. So Charles ended up getting his land back, which didn't go too well for our poor Charles here, because as soon as he got his land back, he was invaded several times by Vikings, and they would not leave until he agreed to bribe them with an enormous amount of money, like almost his whole fortune as a ruler over this land. Yeah, I remember my first Viking raid. Those, <laughs> are, those suck. Don't we all? So we lost some of his land, got it back by offering almost his entire fortune up to these Vikings, right? And then he lost some more of his land after being defeated by the Bretons, which are from Brittany, a, a small thing in France. And then the guy, Louis the German was like, yeah, you, you kind of suck. I shouldn't have helped you in those civil wars. I want that land back. So then he took more land from Charles back after he helped him win it from the civil wars. So the bottom line is this guy, Charles, was not a good leader. He was not powerful. He was not a good leader. Uh, he had about as much land as he had hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. So anyway, after Louis II dies, Charles goes over to Rome and was like, hey, I want to be the emperor. And Pope John, the guy that our, our main man, Formosus, is getting mad at, Pope John was like, yeah, okay, sure, you'd be a good emperor. And, and I mean, this is what pissed off Pope Formosus, because he was like, this guy is a terrible leader and definitely should not be the emperor. Right. But it all worked out in the end, because as soon as Charles was crowned, Louis the German died. And Charles was like, ha, take that. I'm getting my land back. So he, go to, he went over and he tried to take the land back from Louis the German, but was defeated by Louis the German's first son, 
Louis the Third, of course, his of course. first son, Louis the Third, and then Louis the German's other son, Carloman, went and invaded Charles because he tried to take back his land and went and killed Charles. Carloman, Charlemagne, Charlemagne. No, Carlo Man. C A R L O M A N. Carlo Man. Carlo Man. You know, Carlo Man. Now, do you think he skipped over Louis the Second because he was like, uh, I don't really have any good so and so the seconds to like, you know, like it's all they've all been pretty bad as yeah. far as I know. So all the I'll seconds just, that I've known have sucked as leaders. I'll just go to just three. Like Charles the Second. Yeah, exactly. So Louis the German dies. Charles is like, I want my land back that he stole after helping me win those civil wars. So he goes to try and take it back. He doesn't win. And then the other son gets so mad that he tried to come and invade their land that he goes and he kills Charles. Right? Right. Anyway, all of this background information to tell you why our main man, Formosus, was mad at John. Right. The Pope. (laughs) So after Charles was crowned, Formosus was like, you know what, I don't want to be here. Screw this. I'm out. And he fled out of Rome. Mm -hmm. And then John was like, yeah, well, I didn't want you here anyway. Screw you. You are excommunicated and banished, and you can't come back. He sure showed him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and Formosus was like, I was already leaving anyway. Why You can't (laughs) banish me if I'm already gone. So in 878, one year after Charles died, right? So Charles invades this land. They say, why did you invade our land? They go kill him. Charles dies, and then Pope John was like, yeah, that was a good call. I shouldn't have appointed Charles. So he says, I'm sorry, you're no longer excommunicated, but don't come back. You're still exiled. We don't want you here in Rome. So Formosus agrees, and he doesn't come back until the next pope is in power, right? The next pope pardons him and gives him his seat in Porto, Italy, back as the cardinal bishop. The story kind of mellows out there for a few years, until Stephen V, which, another long story, is actually Stephen VI, but we won't get into that. Stephen VI likes this guy, Formosus, so much that he actually elects Formosus to take his place as Pope when he dies instead of his own son. Well, we, I mean, going off Charles II, appointing your son isn't always the best idea. I mean... Yeah. Blood of the Covenant is thicker than water of the womb, so technically (laughs) friends are better than family. Well, let me tell you. In 1891, Formosus finally takes over and he gets to be the Pope, right? This is where the story gets a little bit, gets a little bit crazy. Does he like take off his wig and he's like, it was me, Charles II, all along. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, So, you know, Formosus is the Pope. He enacts his orders, does his other popely things, but his main beef was with the city of Spoleto, right? Home of the Spoleto Holy Roman Empire, which if you know anything about history, you don't, you don't mess with those guys. Yeah. But the Holy Roman Empire of Spoleto had control over Rome, and Pope Formoso was like, you've you got to get out of here. I don't want you in Rome anymore. So he was like, all right, we got to do something about these two co-emperors of Spoleto. Their names? Guy and his son Lambert. Guy Lambert. Guy and Lambert. Guy Fieri. Emperors of the Holy Roman Empire. So, even though they don't sound too tough, Formosa 
learned that he could not take these guys by himself. So he calls up this guy from Germany, Arnulf, and he's like, hey, listen, if you take care of these guys in Spoleto for me, I'll make you the Emperor of Rome. Arnulf is like, yeah, that's a pretty good idea. So he leaves Germany, the East Franks, Mm -hmm. and he goes to Rome, where Formosus crowns him as emperor. Pretty normal, right? Not too crazy. Well, it was until Arnulf was preparing to invade Spoleto, right? Excuse me, getting his troops ready, doing all that normal preparations for battle stuff. And then he suddenly, out of nowhere, becomes completely paralyzed. He can't move a single muscle in his body. And he falls down on the ground, just like unable to move. I know exactly what happened. Are you ready for for me to crack this case wide open? Crack it right open. Those Spalettos, they gave him gelato, and it was poisoned. (laughs) The old poison gelato trick. The old Spaletto gelato. (laughs) Gets him every time. So... His troops and his personal bodyguards literally have to carry him off of this battlefield while they're getting ready for war. They have to carry him back to the carriage that takes him back to Germany, right? And then, mysteriously, somehow, Formosus dies shortly afterwards, right? I wonder how that happened, you know? You try to invade this army, your commander and king emperor suddenly gets paralyzed out of nowhere... And then you die. You know, in their defense, though, even if I knew gelato was poisoned, I would totally eat it. I would totally eat it, too. Have you... You guys both had gelato? It's like ice cream plus. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so. Ice cream plus. <laughs> it's like ice cream extreme, but spelled with, like, an X and then a hyphen and cream. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like uh, that old analogy. If You know, if only one in a thousand M&Ms were poisoned, it's like if every one out of one gelatos was poisoned, I would still... It's, uh, yeah. Gosh, oh my gosh. And it's like, I, you always go to the store and you see it and you're like, it's not worth it. I don't know, like six bucks for that little amount? No, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. worth it. Go get you some if you've never had gelato. Exactly. I don't think I've ever had gelato like from the store, but I remember on vacation recently, was it? I don't know. Me and my, my immediate family were somewhere and we got like, it was like Italian ice, gelato, and just ice cream. And we got gelato, and it was like it was almost like they put gelato and blizzards together, like Dairy Queen blizzards. It was really weird, but that it was is weird. It was really good. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's it. That's back it. to assassination. Back to the assassination <laughs> at hand. So Formosus dies, right? And he leaves this conflict between Rome and Spoleto like un, unresolved. So after Formosus dies, a guy named Boniface. 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 B O N I face. Bony face is named Pope, but he dies of gout after only 15 days of being Pope. And if you don't know what gout is... Isn't that where you just eat too much and start getting like... It's like a buildup of fluids inside of your bangies, yeah. right. your ankles, and well, it's wherever like, you get gout, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's like urinary liquid that gets... Anyway, it's gross. It's where your pee is not only stored in the balls, but everywhere else. (laughs) (laughs) So Formosus dies, right? So then Stephen VI, who's the son of Stephen V, becomes pope. And he's still mad at Formosus because his dad chose Formosus over him Mm -hmm. to become pope, right? And then this random bony face guy is like, I'll be pope instead. Yeah, I don't know who the bony face guy is or how he got nominated to (laughs) become the pope. But um, 
so he says that Formo- I'm still mad at Formosus because my dad chose Formosus over me, right? And he also says that Formosus broke canon law, which is like the law that's canon, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for the Holy Roman Empire by trying to overthrow the Holy Empire. So he has Formosus put on trial. So After they, he's dead? Yes. <laughs> they dig up his nine-month-old corpse and bring it to the courtroom. They put the corpse up on a throne in the middle of the courtroom, and they have one of the deacons of the church speak in place of this corpse it's for him. He's just, like, hiding behind the, behind the throne, and he's got, like, a button that opens... <laughs> the mouth. mouth. Like he has the skull in one hand, like <laughs> puppet mouthing it, like, nah, I'm right with me, innocent. <laughs> Just like full on puppet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Ugh. Ugh. So they, <laughs> they set this corpse up in the throne room, right? Uh, spoiler alert, they find him guilty. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Who would have thought? And then they arrest that deacon. <laughs> like, wait, you guys told me to do that. <laughs> what did they do? Kill him for the second time? So they found him guilty, and they ruled that his authority as pope, his rule as pope, it was deemed invalid, so it doesn't count. All of his acts were undone. All of his statements were what were whatever. And then <laughs> they really show him with this. They decide that... His consecrated fingers, his two consecrated fingers that they consecrate to do the holy water with or or whatever, were no longer valid because he's no longer a pope. So they cut off this corpse's fingers (laughs) and they say, all right, your fingers are no longer wholly consecrated. I'm just like, what if like during the trial, like before everything finished, he just like undied. Yeah. And then it was like. No backsies. <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine this. You know, your whole religion, Catholicism, right, is based off Jesus and, and God and, and whatever. It's all based off of someone coming back from the dead. Yeah. So, I mean, you just got to make sure, right? Yeah. So they cut off his fingers. Mm-hmm. And then they go to rebury his dead body. Yeah. And they say, you know what? That's too generous to bury him in the grave that he was buried in. Let's throw his body in the Tiber River instead. And his body wakes up and he's like, anything but no. that. Just put me back in my grave. Put me back in the grave, please. So people were so mad at Stephen, the Pope, that they did this to Formosus, that they had Stephen VI thrown into prison where he was strangled to death by one of the other prisoners. <laughs> But we're not done yet. (laughs) No, that'd be too easy. The next pope, Theodore II, came in after Stephen gets strangled. Roosevelt? Yeah. Theodore (laughs) Roosevelt II. Okay. He comes in, you know, after Stephen's died. He's a new pope or whatever. Mm -hmm. They said, this was an unlawful act. They should have never done this. Go get the body out of the river. (laughs) <laughs> and so he sends these guys, these soldiers, Roman soldiers, to go swim through the Tiber River, go all the way down to where it empties out or whatever, and they find the body of Formosus. And they say, he deserves a proper burial. So they take him back to St. Peter's Basilica, which is one of the ancient wonders of the world, right? Or one of the newer wonders of the world. 
and they bury him there as out of respect. Then Did they replace his fingers. No, they do not replace <laughs> they, his fingers. They don't fingers. have that kind of uh, authority. I don't know if they found the fingers in the river or not. They're just like, who wants to sacrifice two fingers to St. Formosa? <laughs> Pick me, my lord. It's the greatest honor you could ever receive in your entire lifetime. <laughs> to have your two fingers forever buried now leave in St. Peter's Honestly, I would. That'd be dope. Known as the guy who gave the Pope his fingers back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, my fingers are buried in St. Peter's Basilica, so... You know where these two guys are? Not on my hand, that's for sure. <laughs> Let me tell you a story. So, they bury him in St. Peter's Basilica. And then they uninstate all of Stephen's acts, right? And they reinstate all of Formosa's acts. Right. As well as this Theodore II makes a rule that you can no longer dig up dead guys and put them on trial because, you know, that's what this whole thing's about. Then Theodore ends up dying after only 20 days. I don't know what happened. It doesn't say, but he said, I think he was only, like, interim pope, you know, like he was kind of filling in. Vice pope. Yeah, he's, he was, like, vice pope. So he was filling in. Wait, and he died after 20 days? No, I don't, I don't know if he died. Oh, I don't know what happened just, to him. He just wasn't pope anymore. Gotcha. But even <clears throat> the next pope, John the Ninth, who was the son of the guy who Formosa was originally... Like, beefing with? Beefing with. John the, John the Eighth kicked him out to, to France. And yeah. He's like, get out of here. You're exiled. And he's like, well, I'm, I'm already left. And then his son, John the Ninth, was even like, yeah... Uh, Formosa was pretty cool, and uh, <laughs> Stephen the Sixth kind of sucked. So he spent his entire time as a pope trying to undo all of the stuff that Stephen the Sixth Sixth did. Yeah, and that is the story of the trial of Pope Formosus. I just, I just want to know what they were thinking. Like this dead guy, I don't, I don't like. It. Go, go find him. <laughs> go dig him up. Bring him in here. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna have a talk. Imagine, let's, let's paint another scenario, okay? Let's say what, this is, this is the, the Catholic baseball team, right? Uh-huh. Stephen the, Stephen the Fifth is the coach. Right. And he's like, you know what, Formosus, you are going to pitch tonight. And Stephen the Sixth is like, but Dad, I pitch. He's like, I don't care, son. Then Formosus takes a line drive straight to the neck <laughs> and <laughs> dies. And when Stephen the Sixth goes into pitch... He's like, you know what? Now, go, go get Formosa's dead body out of the dugout and bring him back up. I'm going to hit him in the neck again, and then I'm going to cut off his two fingers and throw him in a river. I'm going to take his, 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 his glove and freaking just throw it. <laughs> That'll show him. And then the next two guys, they come into pitch. Well, okay, okay. So, so they get Formosa's dead body out of the dugout. <laughs> they bring it up. They have him get hit in the neck again with another ball. They cut off his fingers, throw him in the river. And then the crowd and the refs and the umpires get so mad that they just strangle Stephen VI. All of them. Every single one of them. <laughs> the next pitcher comes in and he's like, all right, go get Formosa's dead body out of the river and we'll bury him by third base. And then even the next guy after that was like, yeah, Steve, Stephen sucked. And uh, my dad was should not have... Uh, 
been mad at this guy either. So And they just left Steven like at the pitcher's mound and all these people who are pitching they're just like they're standing like, on top of him. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, pretty this, much. This guy down here, I'm not with it. <laughs> so you, I, I'm totally convinced that you don't even need TV shows or comic books or anything. You just look at old history and you get as much drama as you can handle yeah. as you need. This was I some mean, like I mean, like, petty stuff, though. As far as that goes, like, over time, they probably would have just, like, slowly put up dirt and, ki- like, as they were walking up to the mound and everything, kicking up dirt and everything. And it just slowly built up until it was, like, an actual small mound. And that, my friends, is why there's a mound in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> That's the story of the pitcher's mound, told by Pope Formosus. And, like, also, like, so we'll say Formosus struck some people out. Mm-hmm. We'll say, like, so when in the baseball reference... In thing, our baseball analogy that we've created here. Uh, that would mean, like, St. Peter's would be like, no, no, I didn't like those pitches he threw. You guys, you're not out. Come back up to bat. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other guys are just like, no, keep those outs. Just ignore everything this guy said. Just, yeah. Let's just play baseball. <laughs> this Stephen the Sixth. Stephen the Sixth is up there like, you know, Dad, if... I would have been pitching. I would have struck those guys out too. I'm just saying. Steven the fifth is just like face palming. Like, oh my god. Oh. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then when Formosus gets hit in the neck with a line drive, his hat flies off and he's completely bald. Doesn't have any hair. <laughs> it was Charles the entire. It was time. Charles the whole time. All right. Well, that has been our first history episode of the web show. Maybe yeah. we'll do. Maybe we'll do more of these. I feel like we can do a couple different genres of episode, you know, like the web show history, the web show serious, well, you know? Yeah, I mean, I like this because it's not, like, super serious, but it's, like, it's not, like, some... Because there are a lot of podcasts that I've listened to out there that are, like, how does this specific thing work? And it's just information. Right. It's not whatever. But this is more of, like, history is genuinely funny. Like, you can find a lot of things that happen, like... It's just, this is a big example. And, like, I feel like we can do a bunch of stuff like that where, yeah, we can do this. And I want to stay less on the more, like, breathing information, but, like, still keep it. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff you can find in history. So, like, I don't know, like, probably no one in McDonough County even, like, what's a Pope Formosus? Yeah, exactly. That's that's kind of why I chose this one because um, there's another one the that I was going to do, the Olympic Marathon of 1904. Have you guys heard that story? Oh, my goodness. That'll be, that'll well, be another we got another We got another episode <laughs> queued up for the history installation of the web show. But, man, that story was wild from start to finish. This guy gets banished. He's like, I want to get banished. So Well, I'm thinking, what about next episode – we talk about superpowers. We could do that. I definitely of, have them. We got them. a lot of time. We got a lot of, a lot of soup. And I got so much soup. All we need now are the er powers. Mm. No, do you, do you want soup or do you want powers? Soup or powers? Superpowers. Mm. Wow. That what's is a, a tough a choice. Super salad? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening and joining in with us for the second episode of the web show the first episode of Web Show History. And uh, we'll be talking at you next time. 
possibly about superpowers. So stay tuned. If you liked what we did today with the history story, make sure to let us know. Leave us a review on iTunes and tell us what you like and what you want to hear more from us here at the web show. I've been Ethan. I uh, hopefully was able to achieve Will. At one point in history, I was Ben. And we'll see you next week.